If you're tired of the superficial and you're craving real conversation about life, relationships, fears, doubts, and the divine in the middle of it, this is the place for you. My name is Anna Dimmel, and I'm a blogger, writer, and former pastor. And it's my passion to build bridges, not walls, through honest, real conversation and connection. And I want that for you. This is the show that will help you do that and give you not only inspiration and connection, but will help you leave the superficial for good and form the real connections you're craving. Your story matters, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Anna Dimmel. I am so honored to be with you today. Today is an episode all about making mistakes and oh my gosh, how many of us like hate living with regrets, right? Well, we're going to talk all about that. And if you're someone who is terrified of making a mistake, this episode will completely speak to you. And if you're someone who feels like you've made so many mistakes, you're living with so much regret and having a hard time forgiving yourself, this will speak to you as well. So I am honored to be sitting with you today and having this conversation. I have to give a shout out to our Patreons. You guys are fantastic. You are the backbone of this work, and I am so thankful for every single one of you. This week especially was tough for me. Many of you know my mom went into the hospital and unexpectedly had open heart surgery, and it was something that I didn't see coming. No one saw coming, and it was very scary, but she made it through, and Through that process, so many of you guys in the Facebook group and those of you in the Patreon community, you just were so encouraging to me and offered such sweet, kind words and support. So I am so grateful to all of you and thankful to have you inside this space that we've created here. So with that being said, if you're interested in becoming one of the people who support this show, you can learn more about that on my website, just at jesusfollower.com and click on the button Patreon. Another easy way to support this show also is to go to iTunes and leave a good review. Those reviews keep this show moving forward and let people know we're here. So those are two great ways you can support this work and both of them help this project keep moving forward. All of that being said, I'm excited to dive into this topic with you. So without any further ado, here we go. Hi there. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are diving into this topic of regret, mistakes. Some might even use the word failure. And none of these words make any of us feel very good. In fact, they make me super uncomfortable. I am someone who tends to be a perfectionist. I like things that I do to be done well. I like setting goals. I like making to-do lists. I like feeling like an achiever. It's something that makes me feel like I have value. So when we get on a topic like mistake or regret or something where we know when we look backwards, we're like, I could have done that differently. That's a subject that I don't like 
looking at. And I know a lot of people don't like looking at either. It makes us not feel very good. But I want to take this subject and take a positive spin on it. And hopefully this will change your view of things that you've done that maybe you wish you hadn't done and will give you more of a positive spin on it. I, for a long time, would kind of hold on to this idea of, well, I have to be afraid of not making mistakes because if I make a mistake, my life is totally like non-redeemable. Everything is a screw up. Everything is bad. And to put it into Christian terminology, you're going to reap bad fruit, right? If you do a bad thing, you're going to reap bad consequences. And there is truth in that law of nature. You reap what you sow and every decision does have a consequence, whether good or bad. There is truth in that. But I lived in such a way where I was afraid of making the wrong choice. I think a lot of us get stuck in this mind wrestling match where we're torn between voices calling our name inside. And one voice says you should do this. One voice says you shouldn't do this. And especially when you get past obvious choices, like an obvious healthy decision or an obvious unhealthy decision, when you get into a gray area, like a job transfer, like a marriage proposal, like adoption, like a friendship, there's so many areas where you're like, ugh, this could go either way. A lot of people find themselves stuck in that place where they're torn between what to do because they are so afraid of making a mistake. I know a lot of you may find yourself in this position, and if you are in that camp, just buckle in because I've lived in this camp too, and I am really coming to a place of confidence and truthfully peace, which, gosh, we just can't do enough without peace, right? Like, can we please have all the peace? So some people towards the end of their lives say that they have a list of things that they wish they would have, could have done, right? Like they wish they would have told that one person how they really felt, or they wished they had gone for that achievement that they were too afraid to go for. A lot of us go through life not saying things or not doing things or not taking action simply because we don't want to fail. And then you skip to this other way of looking at it where I think I've been more in as of recent years where you have made some leaps of faith, you have made some jumps, you have made some tough calls, and there comes a point in time when you go, did I do that right? Maybe I could have done that better. Maybe the road that was pointing me downward was actually pointing me in opposite direction. Maybe I read that wrong. I think the older we get, we have more of this backwards perspective where we can look back and see some potholes in the road that we stumbled into that we really wish hadn't happened. Some of them we may not even be very proud of. I have a list like that. And I spent quite a long time in my head beating myself up about it and then cycling back into that fear thing of, well, oh my gosh, I can't make a decision now because I can't trust myself to make a good one. Look at all of the bad mistakes I've made. 
Here is something that I have really come to embrace recently, and that is mistakes are necessary. Mistakes are needed for growth. No one is going to try anything and get it right the first time. It's impossible. Life is filled with endless choices and endless multiple choice questions and fill in the blank answers. And the idea that you, through all of your life, would have been able to pick the right option every single step of the way is impossible. It's just not feasible. Mistakes are necessary. I think a lot of people get wrapped up in biblical teaching that is all about, and there's good in this, but I think it's been it's been twisted and taken out of context. The idea of being Christ-like, living your fullest, right? Following in the patterns of Christ and maturing to become like him who we say we follow. And this is a beautiful mindset to live by, to be more like Jesus, to be more good and godly and have all of those yummy fruits of the spirit that make for a good, well-rounded, healthy life. Of course, we strive in maturity to become that. But this teaching can kind of take this weird turn where it becomes a shame-based message of if you don't behave Christ-like in everything you do, then there's a big price tag to pay for that. And God will be so disappointed in you and your friends and family will be so disappointed in you. And you must beg and weep and and cry out to God for forgiveness to maybe give you an opportunity to do it right. You see, this is where I take issue because this type of teaching goes against the way we're made. We... Yes, being made in God's image, but being made human, being made with flaws, being made to not always know the right answer, being made to get confused sometimes, being made to forget things, being made in such a way that sometimes our emotion gets the better of us. This is how we're crafted and designed, and this is how we are wired. There's no way around it. So to preach to someone or to admonish someone to be something they are not is almost counterproductive because that message loses hope for people like myself who are like fully aware of where I have not gone right and am fully convinced that I want to be perfect. <laughs> that kind of a message can do a lot of damage. It gets people in this shame cycle where we become afraid to try new things. We become afraid to take risks. We become afraid to listen to our hearts. We become afraid to listen to even that still small voice inside that is usually echoing what your heart is saying. We become afraid to admit to people when we've done it wrong, which makes it even harder to ask someone for forgiveness. We don't want to be lumped in that category of someone who screwed up or someone who made a wrong choice or someone who could have done better. We don't want to be seen as the pity project and we don't want to be seen as the guy that no one needs to hang around because you don't want to mess up their life. 
we don't want to be viewed that way. Inside our body, and I know we've talked about this on the show before, we are made with a tribalistic instinct that tells us to keep the tribe happy, that tells us that we have to survive inside a group. We're made this way. It's how mankind has survived as long as it has. So that fear of messing up is real. It it kicks into this fight or flight survivalistic thing inside of us that makes us not be honest because we're afraid of the outcome if we were honest about something that we messed up in. You hear stories about people, spouses who have lost their jobs even, and they pretend to go to work every day, not telling their, their wife or their husband because they're so afraid of being viewed as the failure. They just cannot bring themselves to be honest about their reality. And I know that sounds like a silly example, but it happens more often than you'd think. This fear of being shamed, being a mistake, being a failure, it's real. But again, we are setting a bar that is impossible to reach. I'd like to take this whole idea and reframe it because a lot of us have this mindset in life. It's it's like a subtle thing in the back of our heads that is telling us, don't screw up, (laughs) right? Don't get this one wrong. Choose the right door to open and walk through. Don't pick the wrong door, like warning, 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 fear. Instead of that being the mantra, I would like to start from scratch and build something new in the back of our heads. A mantra that instead says, every choice has value. Not wording it that every choice has a consequence, but every choice has value. The value that you get from a good decision is great. There's usually a lot of, again, to use a Christian term, a lot of good fruit, good things that that come out of a good choice, a good decision, a good path. There's value from that. And if you're lucky, you might get some social accolades and you might get the praise and hurrah from your family and friends and all of that feels good. However, When a mistake is made, when a choice is made that you think, ugh, should have gone the other way, that has value too. And the value is equally as important. And I want you to really hear that because it's easy to see the value in a choice that makes you and everyone around you happy. It is difficult to see the value in a choice that doesn't. But there's equal value. The value you get from a mistake is priceless. The mistake offers you an invitation to grow. It offers you an invitation to humility. It it asks you to be authentic and honest with yourself and sometimes with other people. Mistakes are where growth happens. Mistakes are where we start gaining muscles and climbing into our own skin and figuring out who we really are and what we're really made of. You see, the person that has the path that seems to not be fraught with any mistakes 
how do you think they're growing? They're not. Well, first of all, they're not making any mistakes. That's just impossible. But just for argument's sake, even if there was some crazy way that you could do life to where you wouldn't ever make a mistake, you would not be a well-rounded person on the other side of it, nor would you be growing. You see, mistakes show you that you're doing something right. Mistakes show you that you're able to be taught lessons, that you're able to grow, that you're able to dig deep and figure out how to rewire some things that may need rewiring. Without mistakes, you wouldn't get any of that stuff. And I I believe now that that is where the gold is mined. That's where the gold is found and harvested is in those moments of hitting the bottom and going, ugh, I didn't want to be here. How did I get here? You see, running away from that and hiding from that gets you nowhere. But sitting with it and evaluating it, and not from a condescending, shame-based point of view, but from a really introspective, gut-exposing place where you're just like, okay, kind of analytical almost at times, where you back up and you go, how could I have done that differently? And what gold am I going to take from this lesson and apply it moving onward? Without mistakes, we don't grow. We don't find who we are, and we really lack depth without them. The people who may tell you that they've done everything the right way and they've always followed the path that was good and holy and set out for them, well, some people that are like that often are some of the most shallow people you'd ever meet. Same goes for people who have made a lot of bad mistakes and are beating themselves up with shame over them. Those are some of the most unhappy, sad, self-loathing people to be around. Neither one of those groups of people are appealing to me. I love, I love sitting with someone who's self-reflective and who's able to say, this situation sucked, this situation was so hard, but this is what I learned from it. I took this out of that. And truthfully, hard things, they ground us. I don't like hard things. In fact, I would prefer a path without them. (laughs) Hard things are hard. They're hard for a reason. But the hard stuff is what really works out your character. It's what really works the muscles of compassion and, and the places in your heart that need to grow and expand. It gets you out of yourself and onto the world around you. When you think you're great all the time and succeeding at everything all the time, you know, it's really hard to think of others because you're so damn impressed with yourself. People who are able to learn and move, and grow, and allow life to be their teacher, those are some of the most amazing human beings you will ever encounter. I also think of a quote that my grandmother said often. Um, In fact, it was quoted at her funeral. She always said, in life there are no mistakes, only errors in your perception. And I think I've said that in an episode somewhere long ago, but it's worth bringing up again because 
let that do a number on your brain for a bit. Like if I say that and you recoil when you hear that, maybe that's something to look at. Are you so convinced that every choice you've made has been wrong that you can't even entertain the idea that maybe some of those mistakes weren't mistakes? Maybe the people around you didn't approve of them or like them, but maybe that still was the best option for you. I think we all genuinely strive to do the very best that we can for ourselves and for the people we care about. Doesn't mean we get it perfect, but nobody really usually wakes up in the morning and says, Today I'm going to screw up my life and that of the people around me. Like, that is not how most people are wired. Most of us are genuinely doing the very best that we can with what we have. So, yeah, some of your past mistakes may not be mistakes at all. They may simply be that that was your best option with the tools you had. And you have to be at peace with that. Looking back now, you can always look back on your life and say, oh, I was such an idiot. I had no idea. I was so young, immature. Well, yeah, you were young. Give yourself some grace. We don't expect 16-year-olds to have the wisdom of a 40-year-old, right? So when you look back at your younger self, be gentle. Be compassionate. Yes, there were mistakes along the road. We all have them. Nobody is perfect. Even the people you admire and look up to, they're full of mistakes. They're full of shortcomings. Every single one of us is flawed. The difference between you and maybe someone else is how you respond to the choices that you've made, the value you place on them. They all have equal value. I believe that in this life, we were made to make mistakes because mistakes are needed. That's how we learn. Think about the first time you tried math. Did you understand fractions right away? Did you understand long division the first time you tried it? What about algebra? Sweet Jesus, let's just talk about algebra. Like, no, of course you didn't get it right the first time. You tried the best you could, and you probably missed a lot of equations before you figured out how to do them. Mistakes are necessary for learning. It means you're doing it right. If you're not making mistakes, you're not showing up, and you're not trying. Anyone who tries life or tries to ride a bike or tries to learn math, they're going to make mistakes in the learning process. Life is no different. Your love life is no different. Your parenting life is no different. Your career life is no different. Your school life is no different. We all are wired for mistakes, and those mistakes have value, and their value is good. It's good. The only time it takes a south turn is when we go into denial and refuse to learn, where we pretend to be something that we're not simply because we're afraid to ask for help or we're afraid of people knowing that we aren't perfect. Life is full of opportunities for growth, and and I would hate for any one of us, myself included, to miss 
opportunities in life that are coming our way simply because we're terrified of screwing it up. That voice inside of you, that heart that's beating, that's giving you life pulsing through your veins, there's deep knowings in our heart. There's a still small voice residing in there too. And when you connect and you lean in, you're going to have to make brave choices. You're going to have to make tough calls. You're going to have to take leaps of faith because that's how the rhythm of this life works when you're plugged in and connected to spirit. It's always pulling us out of ourselves and into something bigger. When you're afraid, you can't respond and say yes. Fear always runs and hides and says no. But living from a place of peace and confidence and value has the strength to say yes and go for the hard things, willing and fully surrendering to the process of learning that you are going to not get it right. And that's okay. I know this is kind of a silly example, but the first time I decided to podcast, let's just start there. I didn't have any equipment. I didn't know anything about editing. I didn't know anything about how to make your voice sound right when you're talking in a microphone. I literally recorded the first few episodes on my phone, like the phone notes app on my iPhone. That was what I did. And I didn't know any different. And I just hit record and I was like, well, there you go. I guess I did that. I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know how to edit the sound quality. I didn't know that I needed to be in a room that wasn't echoey. I mean, like all these little things that I've picked up and learned, I had to try first and make mistakes. But I kept showing up and I kept doing it. And I was online taking courses, trying to figure out the best way to record, the best way to add music and fade in and fade out and edit out sounds in the background and how to have a guest and record them and make them sound right. Like, I didn't know any of that stuff. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't even know what software was needed. But I was willing to learn. I was willing to try because there was this thing inside of me that was like, I need to do this. So we're going to go for it. I said, yes. Life is very much the same way. It's like trying something you've never tried before. And I don't care what age you are. You're trying something you've never tried before. I just turned 38. My birthday was, um, was it last week? I'm all mixed up. But yes, I think it was last week, July 11th. I'm a 7-Eleven baby. And I've never been 38 before. I've never had a 16-year-old child before. I've never been in a season of life like this before. All of this is new to me. Just because I've been living and breathing and taking space on the planet all these years doesn't mean that I've done this before. This season is new. Whatever stage of life you are in, you're trying something new. And the spirit will always call you to be brave. It will always call you out of yourself and into something unfamiliar and foreign because that is how we learn. That's how we grow. Risk-taking is part of life. Learning when to say no is part of life too. Sometimes even saying no means taking a risk. My point is, 
everything you do has value. Everything. Every choice you make has value. I hope this encouraged you. Feel free to reach out. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. You can find my blog and links to my Instagram and Facebook account on my website at justajesusfollower.com. I hope you join us next week for another raw, honest conversation. In the meantime, go in peace and know that you are enough.